Welcome to Trading with Rainer Show, the trading podcast where you'll gain trading insights to level up your trading so you can beat the markets. Let's start boosting your trading knowledge from your friend, Rainer Teo. Hey, hey, what's up, my friends? So in today's episode, right, I want to share with you six, six powerful trading lessons that can be applied in real life. So here's the thing, right? You know, as a trader, it teaches us many lessons. And some of these lessons, right, to the layman on the street, right, they will never learn because they are not involved in trading. And I find that some of these lessons, lessons are really powerful that, you know, even if you don't trade the markets, right, these lessons can be applied to the real world of trading and you will see an improvement, right, to your everyday life. So let me share with you the first lesson. You want to do things which are scalable. So what do I mean by this? So as a trader, this is a business that is scalable. So for example, let's say, you know, you can do 20% a year on average with a $1,000 account. That's about 200 bucks a year. Not a lot, right? But if you scale up your account, let's say now, you know, $100,000, that's about 20K a year. Let's say you scale up even, even further to a million dollars account, that's about $200,000 a year. So you can see that you're still doing the same 20% a year, but because of the size of your account, because you are scaling up, you are making a lot more money. And if you think about this, right, aside from the, the psychological impact of trading more money, the amount of effort, the amount of work that you put in to, to trade that account to make that 20% a year is largely the same as trading that $1,000 account. There's no so-called extra work that you need to put into, right? There's no, say, that's not to say that you need to put in more, more energy into it, right? You need to put in more hours. No, that's not the case, right? It's pretty much scalable. So this is what, I mean by, you know, do things which are scalable. So for example, me producing videos on YouTube, it is something that is scalable. Whenever I publish a video, if it goes viral, I get a million views, that video keeps churning out uh, a revenue for me in the, in the sense of, you know, uh, advertisement, right, that YouTube places on my videos. That is something that is scalable. I don't have to put in extra work. That video so-called, you know, works hard for me behind the scenes, right? That is something that is scalable. Or how about writing books? If you write books, you write it once, you can keep selling unlimited copies, whether is it physical or whether is it, you know, digital, it's unlimited. So you kind of like do it once, right? And you get rewarded, right, for years to come. So in trading, in life, do things which are scalable because that's how you get paid, right, over and over again. That will change your life, right, completely. Number two, Find favorable risk to reward trading opportunities. So this is something that you, you hear all the time, right? In trading, you know, you're going to find low risk, high reward trading opportunities. But when it comes to the real world, right? You know, how do you find such opportunities? So let's, you know, let me just say, you know, imagine, right? Right now you, you, you get retrenched, you lose your job. And that is something that you can't change. It's a fact, right? Let's, let's imagine, right? You lose your job. It's a fact. You can't change it. So at this point in time, if you think about this, right? Your risk is already, it's already out there. The risk that you can lose anything more than that is almost negligent, right? You already lose your job. There's nothing else more you can lose. I mean, unless, you know, you, you go to the casino, you go into debt, blah, blah, blah. But let's say you don't go down that path. Let's say you are someone who is logical, right? You have lost your job. At this point, you have pretty much lose, right? As much as what you could possibly have. Not the maximum, but almost there already. So let's say, you know, for the next six to 12 months, you know, you don't find another job. Let's say, you know, you can survive anyway, right? Without working for the next six to 12 months. Let's say you have ample savings. So at this point in time, what if instead of looking for another job, you decided to invest in, in yourself, right? Maybe, you know, start a business, do something that you have been passionate about, but just didn't have the opportunity to do so, or but just didn't have the, you know, the uh, stepping stone to do it. But since now that you have already, let's say, retrenched, 
Well, guess what? Your risk is already limited, right? You already lose that job. There's no more risk to you, right? But at the same time, if you go into something that is a, a new venture, a new business, your upside is pretty done high up, right? The sky's the limit. So this is what I mean by, you know, finding low risk and high reward trading opportunities. So that's just one way to look at it. Maybe not the best example, but I hope you can see where I'm coming from. You want to do something that limits your risk, right? But at the same time, it doesn't cap your upside, where your upside is almost unlimited. That's the thing, right? No matter how sure you are, things can go wrong. So for example, trading, right? You can do all the technical analysis in the world. You can do all the fundamental analysis in the world. You can do all the sentiment analysis in the world. All the stars can align, right? The stars, the moon, the asteroid, everything comes together. But guess what? That trade could still be a loser. And this is important because just like in trading and in life, all the stars can align, right? This might seem like the opportunity of the lifetime, but it doesn't mean that it will definitely work out. Yes, the odds to be high, but it doesn't mean that it will definitely work out. So let me give you an example. So back then, right, I, as you know, right, I work with a prop trading firm. But before that, right, there was a story, right, that I've not really shared. So let me just share with you briefly you know, what happened. So back then, I wanted to get a job in prop trading. So at this point, right, I actually got hired by this firm A, a prop trading firm. And I realized that firm A wasn't really for me because they are more towards a at that point, right, algorithmic trading, right, writing programs to trade the markets. And that's not really for me. So I wanted to get out of firm A before, you know, I sink any deeper. So at that point in time, right, firm B, okay, was hiring traders, right? I went for an interview, right? I passed it and they are looking to hire me. So I was very confident at that point in time that I could just leave firm A and join firm B. You know, what's the issue, right? Just quit one firm and join the other firm. And that's what I did. I left firm A. And at that point, right, I was very confident that I will get hired at firm B. After all, they already told me I aced the interview. They're just waiting for some paperwork to get it done and before they hire me. So I left firm A first and just wait to get accepted into firm B. But guess what? The bosses, right, between firm A and B, they know each other. And the boss at firm A kind of felt that the boss at firm B is poaching his trader away. And of course, right, these firms, right, they all work at a similar location. They call it a trading arcade. They all work at the same place. And it would be weird if you see the boss of another company that poached your trader. So, you know, it's not going to feel nice. So at that point in time, Firm B, they decided, you know, not to hire me just yet. They wanted to, you know, make peace with Firm A, make sure that, you know, all the arrangement goes smoothly before they hire me. So I waited for a few days. A few days turned to a few weeks. A few weeks turned to a few months. And eventually, I didn't get hired. And that sucks. That hit me really hard because I really wanted the job so bad. Yeah, I find that, you know, Firm B was the firm for me. It like really resonated with, you know, their culture, the way they trade the markets and I wasn't hired. I was so sure that I'm going to get hired that I end up didn't getting hired. So that's the, the thing that I want to share with you is that all the stars can align then, but no matter how sure you think things could turn out, right, it sometimes just don't play out the way you want it to be. Okay, so that's the third lesson, right? No matter how sure you, you are, things can go wrong. And number four, a good outcome, right, doesn't mean that it's the right choice. So just like in trading, you might be able to average into your losses, widen your stop loss, and the market could go back in your favor and maybe give you a profit. But a good outcome doesn't mean it's the right choice. For example, drink driving, right? Let's say you drink alcohol, you know, and you drive back home after a clubbing session. Well, just because you didn't get into an accident, just because you didn't get caught by the police, it's a good outcome, right? But doesn't mean that it's the right choice because it's a matter of time, right? If you keep doing that same set of actions consistently over time, it's a matter of time before you meet up with an accident or you get caught by a police and you lose your license. So that's what I'm trying to say is that a good outcome doesn't mean it's the right choice. So whenever in life, right, you're making decisions, you might end up with a favorable outcome, but I want you to take a step back and ask yourself, right, is that a good decision, right? Because the outcome, right, is independent of the decision. Good outcome can be due to bad decisions, right? So think about that. 
The fifth thing, right? A bad outcome doesn't mean that it's the wrong choice. So back to my prop trading day. So clearly, right, at that point in time, I I might think, you know, you know, man, I shouldn't have left firm A, man. Now I don't have a job. No trading firm want to hire me. And that's a bad outcome. But is that a bad choice? Is that a bad decision? Well, to me, I persevered, right? I choose to believe, right, that what I did was the right thing to do. Because at that point in time, I am pretty much a clean slate over here. I didn't know what politics were. I didn't know, you know, how the real world works, right? So at that point in time, if it were to happen to me again, I would probably make the same decision. But the outcome didn't work out in my favor, but was it a bad decision? To me, I persevered on. I took that as a lesson and I continue finding, right, prop trading job. And eventually, I got hired by Firm C. Now, how did that get resolved, right? What about, you know, the politics issue, the poaching of traders? How did that work out? Well, guess what? Because the bosses of Firm C hated the boss at Firm A. So he didn't care, you know, whether he's poaching his trader or not, right? At that point in time, it wasn't really poaching because I already left the firm. So he just hired me anyway. If he upsets the, upset the boss at Firm A, so be it. He doesn't care. So I eventually got hired at Firm C and that's how pretty much my prop trading journey began, right? So again, right? Just because the outcome is bad doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. You have time right to make things work out for you right you always can make things work out for you so don't give up just yet and finally the last lesson number six never go all in right no matter how sure you are of an opportunity is right never go all in this means you don't put 100 of your wealth into to something whatever venture that you have because as i've mentioned earlier right no matter how sure you are things can go wrong so imagine if you go all in all your wealth all your money all your cash into this business venture and you lose it because one percent of the time things don't work out guess what you're at zero. And when you lose all your chips, you can't play the game any further. When you blow up your trading account, guess what? It's game over. When you go to a casino, you lose all your chips. It's game over. When you lose all your money in life, well, it's not game over. You can still earn it back, right? But you can see that you are going to set yourself back many, many years. So don't go all in, right? If, you know, you might want to set a general guideline of, you know, maybe not risking more than 5% or 10% of your, your money into one particular idea or venture or whatsoever. Never go all in because you never know what could happen. And if things really don't turn out your way, you can see that you're going to set yourself back to zero. And that's many years of your life, right? Kind of wasted because you just made one wrong decision. Okay, so as a quick recap, right? These are the six lessons I spoke today. Number one, do things which are scalable. Number two, find favorable risk to reward opportunities. Number three, no matter, sh- no matter how sure you are, things can go wrong. Number four, a good outcome doesn't mean it's the right decision. Number five, a bad outcome doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. And number six, never go all in. So I hope you got value out of today's episode. I wish you good luck, good life. I'll talk to you soon. We appreciate you joining us in this session of Trading with Rainer Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit tradingwithrainer.com for more resources related to today's session. That's tradingwithrainer.com. Until next time, good luck and good trading.